I was on FaceTime with my mom earlier today, and she saw our three dogs in their kennels and asked me why they're in timeout. They're not on timeout. They just don't need to be doing anything right now. She just doesn't get it. Yeah, I mean, I think people associate, like, we don't do timeout. I don't use the kennel as bad dog, go in your kennel. I'm just like, go in your kennel. Right. Like, it's just, a, whether it's management or in my office, it's efficiency, like, just space-wise. Um, it's just like, you've got to be somewhere. There's, go lie down. And in my office, it's the most practical thing to be lying in your kennel. So then you don't have a bunch of dog beds all over the place. Um, but there is that mentality that people have treated the kennel as the timeout spot. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and this is the What Would Jeff Do show and this is the lovely Joelle sitting next to me and this is a Q&A show where you'll ask the dog training questions and, All these small businesses trust and, and your volume, I guess the volume's working and, uh, and, and you'll, get, you'll get an answer. Um, a lot of people you'll notice ask, how do I stop, how do I stop, how do I stop? So you'll hear us use the word correct, um, the word punishment and let's make sure we, we define that and that's not emotional. I mean, you're not yelling at your dog. You're not screaming at your dog. You're not upset at your dog. It's just like, just, just. I don't agree with that decision you've made, and I want you to stop it. So you want to make sure that you um, uh, let your dog know. It's a disservice to not let your dog know. They don't hear the full conversation if you don't let them know. And then also we have something called Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars where we go on the road around the world. Um, we'll still be doing it this year, but who knows what it'll look like um, and when it'll start. May not be for a couple more months right now, and as soon as we know, we will we will let you know. Chances are June. Uh, we don't know about June yet. We don't know. They're talking about reopening a lot of stuff, but it's going to look a little bit weird. So I don't know. We can't really have a seminar with people six feet apart. That really won't work. Sure, you can. Um, and everybody will wear a mask. Um, depends how big the place is. Depends on location. Mm. You know. Um, so we'll see that. We'll see how that works out. Um, some places might not even be open. Um, some places not be reachable. I mean, we have to fly there and they cancel flights left and right. Like, you know, they're doing that. There's not as many flights out there. So who knows? We'll probably just stick to the ones that are um, 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 drivable. So we'll do that. Um, it's like, I'm like trying to put my train of thought together. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, driving, driving to it. Um, so and then we have the training center here, which we do a little bit of everything. Um, so let's just jump right into the questions. So go ahead. Gretchen, hello. You look pretty, Joelle. I love your hat. It looks good on you. Thank you. Thanks, awesome. Gretchen. Hold on, dog training. I see some trainers using a sound box with the e-collar. Do you find it helpful in the beginning stages? I've, I have one, never used it. What's your thoughts on those? Oh, and happy Friday. So I personally don't like them. I find them annoying. Um, they can also act as a cue to the dog. So I think the best part about a sound box, if you decide to use it, is the owner realizes when you're pushing the button and I'd rather just coach the owner through it. Um, some owners though say they push the button and they didn't and you know that by the sound box not going off. Um, um, but if it works for you, then use it. Next. Um, Melissa, good evening, Jeff Joel and everyone in the chat. Hey Melissa, how are you? 
Barista Boy, hi, J&J, went on a walk after five days of integrating e-collar and doing lots of driveway drills. Mm-hmm. Even started off-leash heel, which is awesome, but mm. we came across a dog. The moment he noticed the dog, I corrected hi, and he twitched and looked up at me. Uh, we continued our walk, trailing them on our way home, and he almost re-noticed the dog and started to whine. Should I continue to correct loading and reward calmness? He's making progress. Thank you. Yeah, definitely reward the loading. But it's, that's huge. That's great. It sounds like you're doing a great job. Next. Mm, pack leader dog training. Your show happened to coincide with my relaxing bath time. Haha. <laughs> Committed fan here. Awesome. That's great. Gretchen. Hi, Melissa. Um, Michelle Anderson. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Happy Friday. Hey, everybody. How are you? Happy Friday. It's fucking Friday already. I know. Happy Friday. Michelle P. Oh, man. Poor Barista Boy. You worked so hard on your comment. Oh, because it was all botched. Oh. Sorry. I figured it out. Oh, yeah. Levi, happy Friday, J&J. Yeah, usually the comments are, they're, they're so, what's the word I'm looking for, frequent or the same or similar that it's getting easier and easier to figure out what someone's probably going to say, you know, because there's only so many things that dogs are doing wrong and there's... Well, I just scrolled and Oh, you've eventually found it. it. Oh, oh, it was more than one part. I see. three. I, I, wow, really? Quick. Good job. Excellent. Levi, happy Friday, J&J. Happy Friday. Hi, Levi and Levi's wife. Yes. Um, Anna. Mrs. Levi. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Should I say my dog's name and no before a correction since I have two dogs or does just no suffice? Historically, just say no. It's usually not a good idea to say a dog's name followed with no. Um, usually no and then correct. Um, if the dog's got a remote collar, it knows that it's getting corrected. Could you have backlash for that? You can actually come up with different, some trainers say come up with different names for different dogs that's not the real name so they know who's being corrected. So um, they'll let you come up with a different name for the dog for that you're going to be correcting. Um, but is it the worst thing in the world to say their name and then correct them? It's not. Next. Mm-mm. Um Barista boy, I know. I was like, my my comment. <laughs> I like how you put like the enun- like the what is it enunciation there? Mm. Like, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Not enunciation. Like the emphasis. Dr- the emphasis. Okay. Like the dramatic effect. Got it. Um, Melissa posted the link to your seminar dates. Oh, thank you. Super. Which genius. are gonna which are gonna change? So keep keep that in mind. Hi, J&J. My six-month-old puppy growls when he plays. Is this something that will get worse? It needs to be stopped with his remote collar. Um, When he's playing, he growls. I actually have no problem with that. I mean, my dogs bark and they growl and they play fight and they play bite with each other. Um, But if you're playing tug with your dog, it growls. I mean, they're dogs. They make noise. Like, it's it's play. they use their teeth when you want to act like an animal. Yes. So that's what dogs do. Next. Um, Michelle P. Hi, everyone. Diving into the e-collar. Does everyone at the training center use the same setting, C mode, continuous, and continuous boost, or does every trainer have their preferred mode? Um, as far as the mode is concerned, everybody puts it on C and dialing up, but the levels are what's more important. Um, dogs respond to different people at different levels. Keep that in mind also different environmentals keep that in mind so don't be fixated on like my dog's working level is a six but tomorrow it might be an eight and then if you go outside it's even higher 
Well, I think it was just about setup. Though. Oh, the setup of it, though? Most of us, yes. yes. Me, Brittany, Ben, we use continuous. But you, I always know when you've had a remote because it always gets switched to MC. But I still so use... Whatever con- you're right. comfortable with. But I still use continuous historically. But then it's the black button, which for me and Britt with our tiny hands... Right. Oh, no, it's red on it's you. It's red, right. Yep. We prefer black. Yep. So they pretty much set it up the same. Um, Landon, any suggestions on starting to feed raw food? Um, yeah, we've got a great ebook. If you go to our, if you go to solidcaninetraining.shop, um, what you can do is you'll find an ebook on raw feeding, and it's going to give you the probably the best information to start and get farther than starting on um, feeding your dog raw. Next. Levi, thoughts on leaving a Kong in the kennel with the dogs overnight or at work with nothing in them? That's 100% up to you. Um, depends on the dog. I mean, dogs, some dogs destroy Kongs. And the last thing you want is like a dog to be ingesting a Kong. Um, but some people stuff Kongs. They put all kinds of stuff inside the Kong, freeze it, and then put it in the dog's kennel. I have no problem with that at all. I don't do it, but I have no problem with that at all. Um, if you're doing it to stop anxiety, um, what happens when the Kong is now emptied out or the dog gets bored with the Kong? Or some dogs are so anxious that they won't eat the Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I can, I don't care. Um, Cheryl, happy Friday, Jeff Joel, and all the people in the chat. Oh, thanks Cheryl. Michael, am I the only one who's dealt with a crazy neighbor who tried feeding my dog treats and petting him when I let him outside? Um, I think you're probably not the only, only one. I would have a talk with your neighbor and say, please don't do that. Um, number one, my dog's on a special diet. Um, number two, you don't want your dog to get in the habit of approaching people for food next melissa posted the link to oh my patreon channel thanks melissa that was very nice of you Alyssa, hi guys loving the free content currently working on place as we speak having an issue with constant whining on walks i've tried running e-collar prong collar nothing seems to help any advice i think the whining is usually um whining is a couple of things number one it's it is annoying i can't stand whining so um Whining is, you've tried what? Running, e-collar, prong collar. So try doing, oh, it could be so many things. It could be, it could be just the dog's just excited for the walk. The dog is stressed out a little bit. The dog sees something in the distance and wants to bark but doesn't bark. Um, I don't know how long you've been working on, on, on it. Sometimes you have to give a high correction to shut it up. You might get a yelp, but then you get silence. So you just have to keep sort of experimenting it. Whining can be one of those things where you just have to be just creative as fuck. Next. Um, Kathy, hi, J&J, and Melissa. Hello. Maddie, thank you so much for all the content and videos. We adopted a one-year-old Great Pyrenees two weeks ago, and he had no prior training. Once we corrected the barking and jumping, we could start to train statement right yes cool awesome it sounds like you're on the right road and just go knee deep into it and go all out and get a really good baseline so congratulations barista boy i've started recall and i wish i bought a mini educator a long time ago it does make a difference remote collar training in general makes a big difference for um all training but recall i mean it's a game changer yeah it really is a game changer I know. I'm like. So I think I I think what happens with recall, especially, is that you get um, you break through distractions. 
And everything's a distraction. It doesn't have to be like another dog or it doesn't have to be a squirrel. It could be just like just nature. Anything. Grass. Just, just anything. So anything. It could be an odor in the grass. That's usually what the most common distraction is, is just sniffing something that's been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the remote collar overrides all that. But it's still training. I mean, we talked, we did a couch session today that Joelle will be editing later. And um, uh, it's, it's the kind of thing where... It's, you still have to train the dog. This concept that you push the button and the dog comes back is false. This this concept that that's, you're taking a shortcut is false. You still have to do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps. Next. Um, Ronnie, I know your e-collar training goes CS, then NCS. What comes next? Correction. Correction for noncompliance after three to 400 repetitions. And that's where... Um, you want to get to because there's going to be a point because NCS is still at the working level. So you're trying to get to the point where if your dog doesn't listen after um, doing hundreds of reps, then what do you do? You can't do NCS. You have to correct the dog, but the dog has to understand what the correction is. And we'll eventually be making a video on that, like a couch video on that um, in probably next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. Next. Um, Senna, I was on FaceTime with my mom earlier today and she saw our three dogs in their kennels and asked me why they're in timeout. They're not on timeout. They just don't need to be doing anything right now. She just doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I think people associate, like we don't do timeout. I don't use the kennel as bad dog go in your kennel. I'm just like, go in your kennel. Right. Like it's just, whether it's management or in my office, it's efficiency, like just space wise. Um, it's just like, you've got to be somewhere. There's go lie down. And in my office, it's the most practical thing to be lying in your kennel. So then you don't have a bunch of dog beds all over the place. Um, but there is that mentality that people have treated the kennel as the timeout spot. Next. Um, Michael. Oh, wait, I skipped one. Diane. Hello. Is there a small e-collar I could use for a cat? He beats the hell out of my pit bull. She tries to get away and hurts herself on the wood floor, Scooby style. So, yes, they do make a um, small um, e-collar for cats, but they also, you can use a bonker. So, a bonker is a rolled up towel. So, you would say no and then bonk. Next. Michael says, laugh my ass off an e-collar on a cat. I picture the cat taking it off and putting it on you in your sleep. Some cats are probably... They probably have that thought process, but I don't know if they can actually do it. But mm-hmm. I bet you they do think about that. Probably. Yeah. Um, Michelle P. LOL, just create the cat. Well, what you can actually do is um, bonk the cat. You actually, what you can do is they make a little transmitter that you can put on your cat. And then they make a little pod. And if the dog, if the cat gets too close to the pod the cat does get a shock and that's common to use like to keep your cat um, off of counters or out of a certain room. And then you can put a backpack um, or put the little pod say by the place bed. And if the dog's in place and the cat tries to approach place, it gets corrected. So, but if the dog's always bothering the, if the cat is always bothering the dog, just put a little backpack on the, the dog and put this little pod, which can be battery operated in the backpack and then you'll create like a invisible perimeter um uh around the dog dog. next um jack clicker training in multi-dog household does training with one dog confuse the other if it's in place or crate 
Historically not. I think a lot of dogs are contextual. Like during the show, we say every command while we're doing the show. I hold up a bonker. We say no. We say break. We say a command and there's five dogs all around us. We clicker train all our boarding trains. Yeah. So there's... there's they don't like get all jacked up when they hear us training one dog. Right. Exactly. They know. They... I. They they, they, they they definitely know what's like who you're working with. They figure it out. Next. Mm, Kathy, I've joked about tiny e-collars for my birds for bratty squawking. That would be a really small one. Next. Abandoned entity. What's the best training collar for a French bulldog? My mom has a coworker that would like me to train one, but I'm not too familiar with dogs that have restricted airways. Would a martingale work? Well, a martingale will restrict the dog's airway. I mean, a martingale is a limited choke. So... It's not about what's the best. I mean, believe it or not, a pro, okay, so a prong collar and remote collar. Prong collar is designed not to choke the dog, but a martingale is a limited choke. It does actually restrict the airway. Um, obviously, a flat buckle collar pulling on that, a slippery pulling on that, um, a choke chain pulling on that. Um, those all will also um, restrict the dog's airway. But a prong collar is designed not to cause that type of pressure on the dog's neck and then a remote collar just sits there with no no restriction whatsoever next anna you said before that you can use e-collars for correction immediately but have you ever experienced later cs training being affected dogs are annoying when i'm working with the other needs to stop no um well i'm sure it's happened to someone um i'm sure we've experienced it to at some point but the majority of the dogs um, on day one, if they're barking in their crate or if they're doing no, crate honestly, antics. No, I honestly, like, with our training program, if we stop barking and whining day one or two or three, we don't usually get to CS until usually week, day six-ish or so. Right. But, like, I've never seen them feel a low-level stim and be like... <gasps> right. That's, like, that's what I was getting to. That's the point. The point is that you can correct on day one yeah. for barking, but you don't see the shrapnel effect. But I'm sure it has happened. Yeah. But it's not like it's this rampant it's thing. It's two different sensations. Yes. It's two different sensations. It's also two different contexts. Next. Um, Yesenia. Hi, guys. It's Yesi. So I want to get the... 302 for Jackson and Jade, but it says for mild-mannered dogs. What does that mean? Does that mean it won't work for aggression correction? No. I mean, the 302 is the same as the 300. I think mild-mannered is a marketing slogan. It it does, it's, it's, it's not the strongest remote collar out there, but it works for 95% of the dogs that are out there. Next. Diane, thank you. I tried the bonker. He takes off knowing he is doing wrong. Good. Next. Jason... How can I practice stopping leash reaction toward other dogs without having a dog to practice with? You can't. Um, the only thing you can do is start holding the dog accountable for all different obedience commands. Like really hold the dog accountable for everything. How they go in the crate, stopping at thresholds, um, being really demanding on their downs, be demanding on place, become valuable to your dog. But guess what? That might all go out the window when it sees another dog. You know, it's in a way, it's two separate things, but you at least might as well have as much leverage as possible. It's a heck of a lot better than being casual with your dog, and then um, you see a dog, and then it shit goes out the window. At least you tried with something. Mm -hmm. Next. 
Gretchen, I'd like to know where to buy that pod. Is it on the eCollar Technologies website? I've never seen it, but maybe just never looked. No, that's sort of like it goes along the lines of the underground fence spectrum of things. So, I mean, I'm sure Amazon has that. Next. Mrs. Levi, oh my God, she changed her name. Again. Our family always compliments how well-trained our dogs are, but then say we're being mean when they see us training them. People love the result, but not the process. Yeah, that's the history of my life. It's like it's it's like you want you want to have you see a dog that's well behaved. It's like well I think I didn't get lucky. Like I put the work in. Yeah. Um, and then some people are like, "Wow, the dog used to be so nervous and fearful, and now it's confident." I'm like, "Yeah," and it was really messy, and it didn't get there with through love and affection. It got there through probably. I feel like it's like you get it or you don't. Like my family, I have cut off. None of them see my dogs. It's like, no more. I've I've restricted my mom from seeing my dogs. She lets them break command and then loves on them. It's like, enough. You don't see my dogs anymore. Well, COVID's restricted that, but but before that, it though. was well before that. Because, and then it's oh, you're so mean. Right. Even I think even your your folks or your mom felt that putting the dog in a downstay around a distraction yes. was mean. Yes. Or during like a fam- we were at a family barbecue. A family barbecue, right? That's like, what I was thinking. Do you about. want him chasing the balls and diving into the pool instead? Because that's what he wanted to be doing, right? Like or or coming up and in and asking for food, mm-hmm. like doing. Well, do- she'd feed him though. She'd or, be like, right. Oh, that's, that's what I mean. So cute. Or doing dog stuff, like doing right. dog. Well, they're dogs. I'm like, do you really want my dogs to act like dogs right now? Right. Which is to do like whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that dogs want to please us. They don't want to please us. They're pretty selfish creatures. Yeah, I think Gary put up a great post. If dogs really wanted to please us, they'd stop shedding. Like, That's true. So it's like, you know shedding pisses me off, so stop shedding. If you really want to make me happy, stop shedding. Mm-hmm. It's They don't want to please us. Yeah. It's like, what's in it for them? What's in it for them? So is there a reward or avoidance of punishment? Mm. That, that, that's why they listen. <laughs> yep. Now, the idea is to get them to think that they are pleasing us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do, dogs do please us, don't get me wrong here, but this concept that like they do everything to please us, most dogs do things to not please us. Like, do you really think it made me happy that you chased that deer and didn't come back for 30 minutes? <laughs> like, do you really think that made me happy? And the yeah. dog was like, made me happy. Made me happy. Yeah. Great. It's like, why did it make you happy? Did you really make, I'm happy watching you lick your nuts for 10 minutes. That's right. right. Yeah. Made me happy. That's right. Yeah, you don't mind if I fart right now, do you? <laughs> It's like, felt good to me. It's like, I got to take a shit and I don't want to wait till I'm outside. Eh, living room, the living room looks good. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's wrong? That doesn't make you happy? I feel great. <laughs> All cleansed out. Bowels are well, emptied out. Well, they watch us clean it up. Yep. It's like, that was pretty good. <laughs> Next. Um, let's see. I got bumped, guys. Sorry. Jeez, I got bumped a lot. Juliana. Practicing downstairs, but my dog will army crawl around sometimes. How do I correct this? So if you're at the correction level, if the dog has a prunk collar and a leash on, which it should, and you just mark no as soon as the dog starts crawling, and then you give the dog a leash pop. Yep. And then the dog goes, out, And then you might have to guide the dog back to where you originally started doing it down, or it might go back on its own. Next. Jack, do you eventually fade the food reward with the clicker, but still continue using the clicker as a marker? Um, you by then you probably would use you could you can do variable rewarding, but we usually fade the the clicker into the word yes, 
and we eventually always will fade food, but we'll still mark the, the, the word, you know, yes and no. Next. Maddie started creating one-year-old Great Pyrenees three days ago. We corrected the whining and barking right away, but now he just lays in pants. I can't tell he's anxious. Will this just get better with time? He's probably, I can't tell he's anxious. He's probably stressed, but he was stressed before. So now at least you got the dog to, was he barking? Whining and barking. Yeah, so now you got the dog to stop whining and barking. And the shrapnel effect of that is panting. The reason why you didn't see the panting before is because he was whining and barking. So you stop the audible annoying stuff, and now you've got a, a panting dog. Um, can you correct panting? You actually can, or just let it play out and see what happens next. Diane, love the prong collar. Total game changer. Good. It really, really is. If there's, if you're out there, I get why people don't want to use a prong collar because the way it looks, and it looks like it would hurt your dog. I mean, or else why wouldn't you use it? So, but if, you, if you're struggling on the walk at a minimum, use a prong collar. Mm -hmm. So if you are out there struggling on the walk and you're like, I've tried everything, but you've never tried a prong collar, like, well, then first of all, how can you say you've tried everything? Because <laughs> you haven't tried everything. I can give you 10 things to do that you probably haven't tried. But, it, but at least use a prong collar as a minimum. Next. Diane, I love all the info you give us. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Ronnie, when I walk dog on leash with kids and they ride their scooters, he starts barking and tries to take off from me and chase them. He does great on daily walks in the morning, just me and him. That's okay. You're done. Um, just want to see if there's anything after that. So, um, yes, because it's fun to do. You can correct all that, though. So, right, those are higher level distractions. So, what you need to do is correct the dog for the whining and the barking and get the dog used to being around the kids on their scooters. Next. Kathy, how do you change your name in here? <laughs> I think it's part of your Google. YouTube is linked to your Google account. Yes. Um, Melissa answers that question. Um, well, I didn't see that. No, I didn't say you did. I'm just saying. Okay. Yesenia, I just joined Joelle's Patreon. I'm excited. Awesome. Oh, thanks for joining. Cool. Yesenia said, thanks, Melissa, for posting the link. Awesome. Abandoned entity. I do use prong collars, but I need a backup in case the dog is too small. He looks like a beefcake, so the ones I've got might work for him. I think they're the 225. They actually even make something even smaller. They make a 1.75 is small, um, and then they make the 225. And then they make the 3. They make above a 3, but we don't use anything above a 3. Next. Pack leader dog training. How about when people see your dog being good and they say... My dog would never do that. I'm like, yes, they would. You wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or, or they they don't realize the, the capabilities of your dog. They don't realize the capabilities of your dog. Mm -hmm. So, um, which a lot of dog owners don't. Next. Barista boy. I know, very tough sometimes with relatives when it comes to pets. Sometimes I dread the holidays. Mm -hmm. It's usually good to just set down boundaries and say, we're not talking about my dog. End of story. Like the, the, dog, the dog behavior is off limits or don't bring the dog if that's practical. That's what I've started Just doing. like literally just be like, don't bring the dog. Not worth it. Nope. Um, Gretchen, Joel, I think that's what I'm going to do in the future. LOL, when I move out and have dogs, I want to invest in no relatives interacting with my canines. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a good idea, especially, I mean, if they've got the same ideology as you and they're helping. I mean, the bottom line is, are you helping or are you hurting? Mm -hmm. That's what it boils, that's what it boils down to. Next. Four ninety nine top chat from Anthony, but oh. I don't see a question. He might be typing it as we oh, speak. Thanks, Anthony. Um, yeah, people can do a top chat. There's a little dower sign down at the bottom. 
barista boy is down naturally one of the tougher commands to teach i've started it and it seems tough for him he'll do it it just looks more difficult um some dogs struggle with it ironically they do it naturally pretty easily um but i think there's some dogs that feel feel really like insecure about it or so vulnerable they're position. they're very vulnerable about it um but ironically dogs lie down all the time mm-hmm. like constantly are lying down where they want when they want but you ask them to do it when you want and they might struggle with it but once you get it it's great next sid hi j and j of course you were accurate my new gsc is doing well day five recall sit place down and wait at thresholds less jumping walks next to me also awesome good job sid that means you're putting in the work so anytime that's another thing is anytime an owner is getting success from the dog it's not necessarily our advice. It's that, that you're doing the work. Um, it takes work to do. And it's, I mean, we all have access to the same information. It's the implementation of that information that that really makes a difference. Next. The Angie Ishmael. Hello, Jeff and Joelle. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? That's it right now. Oh, hold on. Levi, have you ever put a prong collar tips on the prongs? Would you? Prong collar tips. Oh, oh do you mean the rubber, rubber one? I'm um, actually. I think that would make it worse because it would actually. It would probably cause more abrasion. I think those tips. I've seen them been on collars that are a little bit sharper, um, mm. and they haven't been rounded off naturally. But I wouldn't do the tips because they would take some of the oomph away. I think from the dog, the 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 way it the way that it it's supposed to correct the dog. Um, I can also see it on, on a dog with no fur. I can also see it rubbing against the dog in a, in a bad way. But I'm sure there's people having success with them. So let's try it. Yep. Next. Um, the Angie, have you ever received a dog that has been desensitized to a prong? Like the owners would jerk the dog around constantly, let him pull, just be super inconsistent? Um, there's definitely dogs that are desensitized to the prong. That's why the remote collar works fantastic. But you can actually get a dog that's been desensitized desensitized to the prong to um, respond to the prong. And sometimes you just have to sort of like start from the beginning, re-educate the dog. But I think there's a lot of dogs, just like you said, that it, you're constantly correcting it and the prong doesn't mean anything or the prong jacks actually jacks up the dog. Um, but you can still use it with that dog as a very good training tool. Next. Terps. Hi, guys. How many times can you bonk a puppy? Um, I think the bigger question is what's the puppy doing? So, I mean, if the puppy is that's, – that's a difficult question to answer. I mean, if the puppy is nipping at you, you can correct it. Um, if you have to correct the dog 20 times for nipping at you – you're probably not correcting it properly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the, the the thing is, it's a correction. So how many times can you correct the puppy? As many times as it's doing something wrong, I would imagine. Next. Ronnie, what balls do you recommend for playing fetch? Um, we use Chuck It brand balls just because they're good and they fit in the Chuck It stick. Um, classical tennis balls are not good because the glue they used on the first of all they destroy those so quick and I mean like so quick they destroy those Um, by the time they fetch it and bring it back it's like that's not a ball that's not a sphere shape the only balls I've ever used are chocolate balls Um, and they float in water Um, they last longer Um, 
it sucks when you lose them because they're expensive. Um, um, but I think when you, um, he doesn't lose them. He just places them somewhere. He places them strategically. <laughs> so he'll find them later. And literally, if you tell him go find it, he'll usually come back. Yeah, them. yeah. Or or he'll we'll go to the chuck it spot and he'll start out with no ball and he'll all of a sudden have a ball in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, I just I was well, I left it here. I left it here on Friday. Yep. Yep. I knew I'd be back. I knew I'd be back. So next. Um, David, tips for calming a five-month-old puppy to put on e-collar. I've done threshold drills with the kennel, waiting till she's calm, but she still wiggles about making it difficult, unrealistic to expect more so young. No, not at all. I think what you can do is you can um, correct the dog. You can bonk the dog for being a little bit out of control. Um, it sounds like, oh, but we're trying to create a positive association with things. I'm like, yeah, but the dog's like acting like a fool. So you can do that next. Marco, when first using e-collar, do I say command first, then use it or use it first? Um, when first using it, depends what you're teaching. And if you're at the CS stage, so if you follow our program, it's not just our program, but if you, it's, 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 it is a, a program of CS and CS correction, you're actually training the dog on leash and prong um, with words. The CS, you actually take away the word. Um, um, it's called escape conditioning. And then you add the word back in to um because uh, the dog understands it and that's called ncs which is non-compliance stem next i just want to make sure no one else is buffering because uh michelle p said anyone else buffering mm. but i don't think anyone else is oh this the um the screen yeah hmm. ronnie i use e-collar two times daily 15 minute sessions seven days a week is it okay to take a break from the e-collar one or two days a week well, I think the question more is, is it okay to take away training for a couple of days a week? And, you know, the e-cower is just a training tool that, that you're training with, but you can do as little or, or as much as you want. You know, I would leave that up with you. Next. That's it right now. Is it? hmm Oh. <laughs> Melissa says, not me. So I guess it's not buffering at she all. She said she's all set. She's all set, yeah. Sometimes you have to re- What's it called? Refresh. Refresh. Sometimes you have to refresh. Was that a cough drop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been dry. Very. I know. <laughs> so weather's effing me up. Yeah. I know. Um, what do you want to talk about? So we've got a, a couple of great videos. We have the couch conversations video coming out. I have a lot of videos. We have. A, we have. A, um, I made a video today on um, the crate. Uh, which will be helpful for a lot of people, how to reinforce the crate mm-hmm. and how to stop a dog from separation anxiety. Well, it's more about, it's combination separation anxiety, crate breaking, but I think it really talks, focuses on crate breaking because mm-hmm. there's a lot of dogs that it necessarily might not be separation anxiety. It just might be like destroying crates. We talked about that, how we stop that. That'll be a video that you put together. Um, I'm sure you've got videos already edited that are queued up for tomorrow, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, we've got always great stuff on our stories. Um, there's there's that. Stories are usually just like, you know, something that's You guys happened. see the 100 pods of coffee we got in today? Yeah. yeah Probably more than that. I think 100. Well, we got 240 in. Wow. I, I think it's 120 per. You're right. It is. Per. It's I, For some reason, I, I'm seeing 120 written on the box. Me too. 12 boxes of 10. Yeah. Yeah. So we had in two boxes. Ironically, how we ordered them at different Guys, times. Guys, let's place the bets. When do you think we'll run out? 
Well, we never run out. Cause True, we, it's we, like on auto ship. Well, but we also order before we run out. So it'd be a bad day. We will never run out because I'll run to the store and, and and get some of the go to Target and you get the pods. You know what I just realized? We got Starbucks the other day for the first time in like a month. I don't miss it that much anymore. I think literally it was just becoming a, a habit. It was such a crutch. Like the act of going to Starbucks. I was spending so much money on my freaking coffee. It was I, ridiculous. I, I absolutely think it was just like. Yeah, I have like anything else. I think I went through like, like a withdrawal period. <laughs> like you draw that you you drive really... you drive down a certain road, yeah. you stop, you do the same thing. It's all because it's like oh, there's a Starbucks. Grab a boarding train, let's go. We're going to get coffee. We're going to the park. Yeah, it just every day. It just made sense. But now there's they've closed a bunch of them, even the drive-through lines, and now there's one that's was closed for two or three days, maybe longer. It was like literally two days. That's all it was closed? <laughs> so they got more staff in there, I guess. I don't know. Or got staff that all wanted to work, yeah. yeah. It was probably a staff. Maybe it was a cleanliness thing. You know, maybe it was maybe one of the staff came down sick and they had to, you know, clean the whole place. Or maybe they did a deep cleaning. And either either way, it's open. University Heights one is open. You know, I, I was surprised it actually closed mm-hmm. the amount of volume that that store does. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if they've had no decrease in sales. No. Because most people that go into a Starbucks... The line it goes down the street. Stay there. Like, they're yeah. like, they get yeah. their coffee and they stay. Yeah. Like, there's... Like, have you ever been inside of the Starbucks and there's been, like, a line? Two or three people. No, and everybody's mobile anyway. Right. So, there's two or three people in there, a couple... Only a couple of orders up on the mobile, and maybe a couple of people in the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. But now, it's like, bumpa to bumpa. Bumpa to bumpa. Yeah. Constant. Down the damn street. Yeah. Constant. It, Everyone's like, "Well, I don't have to be at work, so I'll sit in line for an hour." It's nonstop. Got time to kill. But that, that well, the, the time we did go. Well, we didn't start in the street, though. No, we didn't. But the line still went by pretty quick. Yeah. It goes pretty quick. I'm always amazed. I'm, I'm amazed by the drive-through at like Panera Bread, like because stuff takes a little bit longer there to make. You Not know. Really, it's all pre-made. They just heat it up. Yeah, they still got to put it together. True. You know, a bowl. Yeah, I still got to put a bowl together. So, I mean, it takes long. It takes longer than Starbucks, put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, I'm always amazed by that. Next. All right. We just went on a coffee tirade. Um, <clears throat> Elme, first time catching a live. Just popped in to send my love. Oh, thank you so much. Kathy, are you guys getting sick again? No, I don't think I'm sick. I just have like a scratchy throat. Probably dehydrated, honestly. I've had like 37 coffees today and... Not enough water, so. I think it's definitely a water intake issue you're having today. I'm struggling to get my water in. I don't know why. It just disgusts me lately. I'm like, ugh. Just water? Water. Like so it. I'm trying to, like, chug it as much as I can during my workouts, and then the rest of the day I'm like. It's still not, it's still not <laughs> enough. It's so bad. It's still not enough. <laughs> Do you like lemon in it? I actually just got some lemons that I should probably start using. Yeah, maybe lemon in it. Yeah. Maybe some little flavoring in it would help. Mm. Yeah. Yesenia, one more question. Dogs at shelter go on walks to try to keep them housebroken. Is trying to teach to walk nice on a leash unrealistic? No, not it's not unrealistic at all. I think all the staff has to be consistent. That's for sure. I think that's the biggest issue with... I think the biggest issue... Staying awake. I think the biggest issue, the biggest issue is with a shelter dog is the consistency is everybody's got to be on the same page. You know, I mean, one person comes in and encourages the dog to jump up on the fence. 
Mm-hmm. Another person slams the door on the dog's face for jumping up on the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, one person allows the dog to pull. Another person wants the dog to not pull. I think that's probably the biggest issue. Um, the Angie said, I wish you guys all the blessings in this difficult time. Well, thank you. Thank you. Gretchen, do you think there's a point when people can quit actively training their dogs? I feel like at one point they just know it and both owner and dog are tired, maybe burnt out and ready to be done. Um, I think it becomes a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's like just relationship-based training. In other words, you expect your dog to do something and if it doesn't, you correct it. So therefore, it's um, it's training. Someone doesn't like coffee. Unless you're working on like new stuff right like teaching advanced obedience and stuff that's like of course you have to work at that right but day-to-day shit yeah you're going to starbucks lay down it becomes the norm it just becomes like the norm it's like yeah and you would just correct for not doing it mm-hmm. no correct right yeah. yeah literally i feel like all week the two i use with my dogs is recalling down that's, that's it because they're always off leash right that's sort of all they need down to do. Down so I can take a picture of you. <laughs> well, you use it for more than that. <laughs> it's just recall. Makes more Dogs are always like, like when you're not, when you're sitting around, they should be lying down and I just oh, wandering yeah. around. So, yeah. yeah. Next. Um, Ronnie, love the couch conversations. Thank you. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. Sid, I always look forward to your podcasts and I learn something every time. Thank oh, that's you. nice. That's nice to hear. Michelle P., you guys use an espresso machine, right? Sure do. Yeah, we use an espresso machine and the knockoff pod. Someone actually mentioned, actually asked one of the questions about they heard that those. Damage the machine. Yeah, damage or. They, I think they just say that for marketing purposes. Don't use anything but ours. Right. I mean, the problem with do that. You know the soap in our bathroom, the soft soap? It's like, do not refill with anything but soft soap. Really? <laughs> Does it really say that? <laughs> my cough drops like stuck in my lip. Oh my gosh. Really extreme. <laughs> It's like, only use Band-Aid brand Band-Aids on your cuts. Like, why would it matter? <laughs> it won't clean your hands. <laughs> it won't clean your... It won't... It'll clog up the machine. It's like so weird. Right. We have this... I was like reading the fine print. I'm like... Where is this is fine that... print? Where? On the soap. Oh, on it's... On the dispenser. Oh, it's on the extra dispenser. What, the plastic part? Obviously, it's a suggestion to sell more soap. <laughs> But right now, you're using whatever soap you can. It won't clean your hands. Right. Only soft soap. Or it won't go through the machine. It's like, yes, it will. It's a freaking plastic pump bottle. Oh, out of the pump bottle. Not even yes, out of the machine. Like off the shelf. Oh, like to refill like the, the, oh, not even the wall mounted ones. Oh. It's even sillier. No, I can, I, know. I can see if it was like. A foaming one and a non-foaming one, <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. Next. Uh, Anna, if your dog knows a command very well already and you want to start CS training, do you need to do the command with words several times first in the training session before starting CS? It's always good to prime the dog because yes. the remote collar is a different feeling. So we have dogs here that are fully trained. They know all the commands, but when you put them on the remote collar, we start at the beginning no matter what. Next. Mm. Kathy, I have a hard time spending that kind of money on going to Starbucks when I can make it at home. Yep, I squeak when I walk. What does that mean? Um, you're, you're cheap, maybe. So I think that it's, I definitely think it's convenience. Um, 
we definitely now are in the habit of driving by a Starbucks and saying, do you want to stop for one? And you, you, you always almost immediately say, no, we'll just make one at, at back at the office. And you're, it's like, you're right. You're right. It just doesn't. I think a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are going to change their. You just think about how much spendings. money, five bucks a day. That's 25 bucks a week. Right now, that's a take of gas. $35 a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't go seven. Right. I go like five. You so used, 25. You used to go seven and you used to go more than once a day. I did. I know. That's so bad, huh? No, it's not bad. It's just the way it was. I literally go like morning and afternoon. It's just so convenient. I pass by every time I go off property with a dog. It's like, might as well grab a coffee. We pass by McDonald's too and you don't go there. True. <laughs> so I just think it's, it's, you like coffee and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there's could be something in your mind that tells you that it tastes better. It does though. Even a black cup of coffee, even a black iced coffee tastes better than a black iced coffee here. Oh, yeah. But it probably doesn't, though. Maybe it does. I don't know. Anyway, next. Marco, this is my first live. I usually always miss this. Last question. Have you ever trained a Jag D Terrier? What is that? I have one that's a puppy, and I'm having a tough time with recall. So, I mean, I've trained plenty of Terriers. Um... And I've plain, trained plenty of dogs that are difficult. So I don't think it's the breed that you're struggling with. I think it's just, first of all, how old is the dog? When you say puppy, how old is the dog? Um, second of all, um, there's many dogs that struggle with all obedience commands. Um, and then especially with uh, recall. Recall can be a challenging one. So I'm not quite sure how you're doing it. But lots of food, lots of praise. Um, start the dog on a prong collar in a long line. Um, if it's a puppy like 10, 12 weeks old, it's just all food excitement. We use the dog's daily food. Um, but I think, yes, we've trained dogs that are difficult. I think the bigger question is train difficult dogs, not necessarily like a certain breed. I mean, I don't believe that certain breeds are more difficult than others. I think yeah. difficult dogs are difficult dogs. They go right across the board. Yeah. You know, there's happy-go-lucky pit bulls, happy-go-lucky German shepherds, Mm -hmm. happy-go-lucky labs, and then there's difficult of all the same breed as well. Yeah. Next. Um, Pack leader dog training for your your board and trains. How long are the dogs crated daily? Not at one time per se, but total for the day. Probably at least half the day. You know, I think a lot of people that have that run smaller boarding trains or even bigger boarding trains, but especially smaller ones, feel like they always have to be working the dog. And being in the crate and being quiet in the crate um, is an important skill to learn. Especially when you have people coming in and out. Yeah, I think that's that's that that's still training. Yeah. That's still training. Um, and your dog can only actively train for so long. Mm-hmm. Next. Gretchen, no, Panera Bread is frozen, too. My brother worked there. All the stuff behind there is frozen and reheated. Hmm. Yeah. Even the lettuce? Obviously not that. Okay. So not everything. But, like, all the... I think they come, though, literally in, like, airtight, like, things. And then they just peel it off and dump it in a bowl. Really? It's like pre-made. Like the bowls? Yeah. And they're just like, boop, there's your salad. On top of the, like, the main ingredient. But some of them don't even have lettuce in them. Like, when we get a bowl, they're not, there's no lettuce in it. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine one of those, like, takeaway containers that are made of, like, right. paper. Right, With, like, airtight saran wrap or something. Right. 
Yep. And then they just transfer it to a glass dish. Got it. After they, after they heat it up. Or maybe before they heat it up. Before. Yeah. Barista boy, I have a milk frother. Best decision ever. I am literally living up to my name. Nice. Do you work at Starbucks, barista boy? Where do you work? Tell me your secrets. Next. Um, Ara, sorry, late to the party. Question about bonking my six-month-old GSD for leash reactivity. Mm-hmm. Does the behavior usually come back after a few days after he stops? You could. I mean, yeah, bad behavior comes back sometimes immediately, sometimes after a few days, sometimes after a few months. I mean... They are dogs. They're dogs. I mean, the, the importance of it is that you mark it with no and you teach your dog the value of no. Next. Um, the Angie, different soaps are different consistencies. They would work a bit differently with the dispenser. Any liquid soap would work, but not exactly like the recommended one. Okay. All right, soft soap. I mean, it makes, it makes sense that I imagine they make the dispensing equipment appropriate for what's inside of it but i think when it comes to fucking soap we're liquid not talking soap i mean we're not talking about you know oil in your I car i think it's funny that they have to put the disclaimer on there like do not use any other soap besides soft soap brand. is that a disclaimer or a scare tactic <laughs> your hands will not get clean right you will get covid <laughs> this dispenser will explode if you use another soap just knows an alarm right. goes off i wonder if they're, they're connected to some like central switchboard somewhere like 25 acorn street just put in <laughs> generic soap into their soft soap dispenser send somebody out there Maybe. to issue them something or we're gonna sign them up for make sure they get like all kinds of like um spam spam phone calls <laughs> yeah <laughs> next Gretchen, I got the feeling that eventually they get tired of training and want to just live and enjoy life. I mean, I think that, you well, you can make training fun, but I think that, yeah, dogs just want to also just run around and play. Next. Gretchen, I never went to Starbucks. Good stuff, but way too expensive. But if you work there for a little bit, you can pick up their tips and make it yourself. Buy the machinery if you love coffee enough. I mean, I think it's not all expensive. I mean, a black cup of coffee there it's 296 for large medium medium okay so i mean it does add up but i think but then i went on my latte kick and that shit is over five dollars yes i think once you start getting semi-fancy yeah it's like literally an almond milk latte no literally almond milk two shots of espresso five dollars the Almost thing, six. The thing about that is I actually don't have a problem with it being that price. And the reason why is because it's a voluntary transaction right. business. Yep. So Nobody's forcing me. You you chose like to to buy it. Mm-hmm. Now, after the first time you I mean and they do have a menu that says how much it is. Mm-hmm. But say even if they didn't have a menu, even if you were surprised the first time, fine. But if you go back the second time Shame on you. Well then now you know. And then now you know it's going to be that price. Um, I think that if you don't want to go there because it's expensive, then don't go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can also say going anywhere. Unless, I mean, I guess some of these fast food chains, which I don't go to, when they sell a sandwich for a dollar, I mean, that's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. That's cheap. I mean, it's going to kill you, but it's cheap. 
you know, I mean, to get... I don't know. I'm just like, I don't spend money on, like, really anything, so might as well enjoy my damn coffee. That is one thing I'm kind of a snob when it comes to coffee. But I need it. It's just, like, got to get through the day. Need my coffee. But I don't spend money on, like, silly things. And I don't eat out a lot. I, I think what you what, what you consider silly... I think some people would consider, like, Starbucks silly. True. Or any going out to eat silly when you make it yourself. True. Right. <clears throat> anyway, back to dog training. Um, where am I? Gretchen. Jag D Terriers are like Jack Russell's or Patterdale Terriers. Got it. So he said milk frother. Hmm. We have one. It's just missing the little thingy. Well, it has one of the thingies, but it's missing the other thingy. We need and to it, order one of those thingies. It's the, uh, the whipped, the whip, but it has the solid one. Next. Crescent Moon Girl. Hi, Jeff. My dog is really slow with following commands. Like, he would do it, but really reluctantly. How can I make him respond quickly? Um, if you're using a, uh, use more leash pressure, correct for, for slow compliance, or use a remote collar, for that, or even if you're at the beginning stages of dog training, use um, uh, food. Next. The Johnny. Hi, guys. Got a puppy on raw food. What do I use for training food? Um, you could, They do make dehydrated, and you can even make your own dehydrated raw. Next. Abandoned entity. Do you think it's beneficial to get a dog in drive to proof obedience commands? I like bringing out the chucket and doing recalls mid-chase or asking for sits-downs. Yeah. I'm just curious about your thoughts. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's when you get a dog to recall off of a ball, then that gives you a good sense of security. Um, getting a sit in drive is going to be challenging. I think it's probably easier to get it down, actually, in drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, but getting a good recall or a good down in drive, thats I'm sure that's a good skill set to have for your dog. Next. Gretchen, mac and cheese soup is boiled in the bag. Interesting. Oh, look at that. Look at that. It's interesting. Ara, I'm going to use, I already read that again. He asked it like four times. Kathy, food gets reheated in a rethermalizer. Hub does restaurant equipment repair. Oh, wow. Look at that. A rethermalizer. That's what it's, it's a technical term. Ooh. Rethermalizer. Re- reheater. Yes. Instead of calling it a reheater. It's a rethermalizer. To thermal. Next. Melissa posted the link to the raw feeding book. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Darwin, hi, guys. What do you do if you tried to rush the walk with heel and dog doesn't understand now? Should I take a step back and work on directional turns and keep him behind my leg? Thanks. I think, yeah, Darwin, I think on anything that you're doing that you rushed, you should probably take a step back and start at step one and, 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 and move forward. And it's not too late to do it. You can do it. You absolutely can do it. Next. Ara, also about bonging, what is the difference between that and high-level e-correction? Well, there's a huge difference because it's two different tools, two different sensations, sometimes two different results. I and mean, we have dogs that blow through remote collar and are petrified of the bonker. And, 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 and I mean, it's no different than – bottom line is, 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 well, the remote collar is great because it works at a distance. It works through walls. Um, it's the timing usually is quicker and better. Um, bonking has, does have its limitations. That's for sure. Um, but I think you've got to figure out what works for the dogs. We were talking about that today. It's like, we don't use penny cans here, but a lot of people will look at a remote collar as something bad, but a penny can is something good. 
But meanwhile, when you shake the penny can, the dog looks terrified. So you think that it's more humane to use the penny can, but I'm looking at your dog right now after you shook the penny can, and it looks terrified, probably because it, you corrected it for something. So according to your dog, that penny can is way worse. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm going to listen to the dog, not to some ideology. Next. Um, high vibes only. Love you guys. Thanks for the bonker. Oh, you're welcome. Darwin said thanks. Wow. Oh, you're welcome. Sophia, I'm in a rut of teaching recall, place, and heal on e-collar. Is that common? It's hard for me to make e-collar down, stay, etc. fun for Bruno. Well, some dogs just don't have fun training. We have dogs like that. They're just like, you know what? This just isn't fun for me. Yeah. And it's not about like, well, maybe you should make it fun. It's like, well, maybe the dog doesn't, it's like, like it. It's it's fun. Maybe the dog doesn't, just isn't enjoying it. Isn't enjoying it. Um, but, but I don't know how you're training. I'm not there. Um, but, you know, I mean, usually add food sometimes, but some dogs aren't food driven. You know, that's another but thing. But it sounds like you're doing duration work, which usually is not like. Oh, exciting it's just like lay there until i tell you otherwise right yeah so that's when we get a lot of the head down and let's just yes. like calm chill dogs yeah so don't misinterpret calmness for lack of fun or boredom or sadness next um kathy it's so fun being on these lives learn something every single time thanks so much awesome i think that's what's important too i mean if you pick up one or two tips i think it's important mm -hmm. sophia but otherwise, e-collar has been great. Leash reactivity has been finally conquered. Well, that's good. So I'd rather have a dog with no leash reactivity that doesn't like duration work any day. Because leash reactivity is, man, that's a struggle. Hmm. Um, Ara said thank you very much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. Michelle said great show. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That's it. Yeah. It's almost time anyway. Gotta go rotate dogs. Yep. We're gonna rotate dogs and... Rotate dogs. So I think we'll end the show right now. Yeah. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you all. It's what day did we say again? Friday? Friday. So we'll see everybody else Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the next show. And pay attention to our social media because there's a lot of stuff going on over the weekend. Putting up, always putting up great content. And um, uh, uh, Instagram, um, on Facebook, and on Instagram Live, and then also on our YouTube channel. So always check in there. You'll always see something new. Always see something different. Um, always see new dogs. Right now we've got the same group of dogs we've had for a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like the COVID crew. Yep. So And uh, we've got um, a dog going home tomorrow, I believe. Yep. Um, and then um, pretty soon there'll be a new dog coming in. And then there's some great breakthroughs happening um, uh, uh, um, with, uh, with some of these dogs. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple in from Chicago today to... Do some do some training. We learned a lot. It's always it's always it was a mid training. It's always important to have like you know the mid training in. Mm -hmm. So, all right, all right, everybody. Thank you all so much. You Good all night. have a fantastic night.